Perry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. Dominic Leo alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It's a holiday week. Coming up on March Madness 2021, the brackets are back. It's also St. Patrick's Day. Two of the four people on this podcast are, uh, I don't know, a couple Guinness deep because it's St. Patrick's Day. The only two Irishmen on here. Congratulations to both of you. Um, Thanks. You know, hopefully we we have some cool segments planned. You know, I, I don't think there's really anything else for anybody to do in sports this week besides. At the Honda Open. Hey, PJ, we've got a good field. We have Sung JM. We've got, oh, there's Adam Scott. We've got Joaquin Neiman. It's a, it's a, it's a very heavy top loaded field. Do you want me to talk about how long the course is? No, we're just gonna, (laughs) that, that, that three headed uh, bill there of Joaquin Neiman and some JM really, you know, it's, it's close to selling me, but you know, come Friday, it's going to be 12 to 10 on the East coast, March madness for two days straight. And now, you know, I don't know whether big business got together and, and lobbied the NCAA to make this tournament start on Friday instead of Thursday, because now we lose a full two, you know, we lose a full day of not doing jack shit at work. You think there was like a huge dip in actual productivity across the board that they were all like, we have to do something. A million percent, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could say that it's because of COVID protocol and they need to do eight days of testing since their last game, but it's really just big business. So again, March Madness starts this Friday. We are going to just have a full podcast where we make a bracket. I think we we have been playing around with ideas to give you tips on how to win your bracket pool. We'll have some tips beforehand, but I think the best way to do it is just as a, as a pod to just make a bracket and, you know, you can steal it if you want, but you know, there's always going to be the audio. Maybe we'll NFT this episode and uh, you know, fully own the bracket NFT, our bracket. You can own our bracket. Well, this is, you know, we had a um, a little bit of a disagreement. I think it was last week when it was like, if you were to make a perfect bracket, how famous would you be? And we're going to test that this week. Not famous. I think it would be great for our podcast. But if it was on an actual tournament, like if you had a piece of paper, obviously Twitter would just say you're lying and that's the end of that. Well, this is where DraftKings comes into play. So DraftKings is doing a million-dollar uh, bracket pool. Yeah, survivor think. survivor pool presented by KFC. What are you talking about? It's survivor, survivor pool. pool. What are you I don't know. That's the one I'm looking at. We're well, absolutely I, I, useless. It's damn it, Joe bracket. looked at the wrong link. It's $100, it's $100 uh, per bracket. Oh, that one. Bracket. And if you win, you win a million dollars. There are yeah. currently 5,000 entries. Prize pool is $2 million. First place, a million dollars. That's what we're entering. So we got a quarter of the way there. It might be like all the other DraftKings pools they do, and there's a big windfall of people when they guarantee yeah. prize pools. So, again, we're just going to go fill out the brackets. There's three things I want you, though, to keep in mind. 
if you want to try and win your own bracket pools, whether it's your office pool, a couple friends get together, I got three rules, three rules for you. Number one, know your rules. So know whether or not, you know, other pools do this differently. You know, I know CBS has their standard, ESPN has their standard. It really does make an impact on what you should be caring about, you know, if there is a pool that relies a lot on, on final four picks, that's all you should really be caring about. I know my bracket pool that I run, we do the most points given away for the final four. And, you know, the, the first and second rounds are really just tiebreakers. If you get three out of four final four teams, you're probably winning the pool. If you get four out of four, you're definitely winning money. Um, but that's something you should be aware of know how big the pool is, whether or not you should be trying to make a, you know, go, go other directions when that's just good life advice. Don't jump into a pool without knowing how big it is. True. And that brings me to the rule drown. number rule number two zig when others zag. So if you have a lot of people and this is a very pertinent rule this year because Gonzaga get it zag, they are the best team in the tournament and the best team but the metrics since like 2015 Kentucky who didn't win the tournament. I know Gonzaga is like plus two Oh five now to win the tournament. And yes, this team is good, but Gonzaga has never won a national championship. Mark few has only been to the final four once. And that was the year that they had, uh, they lost in the national championship game. I think the North Carolina, but we have, a lot of people on the Zags this year. I've listened to a lot of podcasts on March Madness, and a lot of people are just like, oh, it's a given that the Gonzaga is going to win. If you really wanted to be a, you know, a sharp, and we always like to say be your own sharp on this podcast, pick Gonzaga to lose in the Sweet 16. I mean, you know, do they probably make the Final Four? Yeah, given their bracket. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, like I said, Mark Few, Gonzaga only been to the Final Four once. And, you know, People are acting like they're a blue blood and they're just going to walk into the final four. Unsure about that, but, you know, figure out what teams are good and then pick the team that has a pretty decent shot of, of being in, in, in the final four, winning it all. But not don't pick favorites. You can't pick favorites and expect to win your, your brackets. And then three, trust your process. So whether or not you make 10 brackets, whittle it down to three, whether or not you just, you know, whatever you, whatever you work through and whatever you decide, whether or not you make your final picks after the first four, before the four, before the first four, you know, pick your formula, stick to it because you're going to be killing yourself. If you're, you know, watching games and be like, Oh, I had that in my seventh iteration of the third bracket and I changed it right at the last second. So for your own personal headspace to be right all throughout March and to enjoy this tournament, trust your process. Do you, anybody else have any other things to add before we get into the tournament? Just big scale things. I would say like, know how many if you can have an idea of how many people are in your pool, I think it changes the way that you should approach it as well. Um, like if you know that the pool is like 20 people or less, you don't have to be, I feel like you don't have to be as contrarian um, as if, the pool is like 200 people or something like that um, in order to win money. Already said that, but I know (laughs) just reiterating (laughs) Uh, rule number three, trust, trust your gut, (laughs) you know, just trust your gut, how the gut's feeling. You got to trust it. Don't, don't fall. Zig. No rule number two, zig when 
other zag or zag one other zig, you know, don't, don't follow the public. And then rule number one is just know the rules. Um, Follow them. Let them be your guiding light like Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. The 10 bracket commandments. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, know the rules. We're closer to 10 than we are three right now. (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. I, you know, this is going to be kind of like, I think we should do it best. Like, like, you know. But uh, again, I forgot the fucking name of the the, the segment. Miss Future, <laughs> Miss Cleo's Futures. Yeah, <laughs> Miss Cleo's Futures. That's not what it is, is it? It's just in the past, pretty much. All right. Yeah. I mean. So we're gonna be we'll we'll decide, and then if we have to have a tiebreaker, producer Corey's gonna come in and make the final decision. You have questions. I have the answers. So. We got okay. we got four regions. We're just gonna go straight into it. I'm sure you'll get plenty of nuggets I'm of information. Doing, I'm gonna do it on the phone. Okay. Keep your diary. I can't. First of all, can I just put DraftKings on blast right now for being the biggest sports book in New Jersey and the fact that they can't find my location on the computer while I'm on a Zoom? Like I thought this was 2021. Figure it out. Like how is that not possible? So now I have to use my phone. Also, so I apologize. I apologize if I'm a little distracted during this entire time. Also, fun little nugget: Terry versus Sportsbooks uh, saga. Can you just tell us, <laughs> tell the listeners what the latest saga is with you versus the Score Sportsbook is? So, I am the daddy of the Score. Um, I that's where I all most of my bets on the Bucks doing the Super Bowl were. So I get an email. Uh, on Monday at 6 p.m., it says if you bet $50 on any team to win the national champ, the college basketball national championship, get a $10 free bet. I was like, okay, sure. I'll take, you know, I can find something to bet 50 bucks on. So I go to try to, you know, take advantage of this promo. I put a $50 bet in and it tells me that I can't put the bet in because my max you know, the max I'm allowed to bet is $3 and three cents. So that's where we're at. <laughs> so they're advertising $50 bets, but you can only bet $3 and three cents. Yes. How much do they I, let you put on the jets? I, I haven't been able to bet anything since oh. I cashed my bucks bet. I need to contact customer support, but like at this point, that's a joke. A $3 that's bet. Score. No I offense mean, yeah. to people that bet $3, but like... <laughs> Don't we don't unit shame on we this don't podcast. Unit shame. No. Rule number three, we don't unit shame. But we do expect books that do unit uh minimums to to adhere by their own minimums. All right, let's uh we got four brackets here, four regions here, or I should say. Everything happening in Indianapolis, Friday, Saturday, first games. I'm going to um leave it up to producer Corey here. East, South, Midwest, West, where is the best rap scene? That's where we'll start first. Mm, I have to say East because I'm partial to that, but I'll give the South its credit. I mean, you have Drill in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston. You know, where the lean has, yeah, the lean has really influenced the chop and screw culture. You have the birth of trap music in Atlanta, which has now become the most mainstream beat that you'll hear on any song. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion for crushing the Grammys. And I didn't think it was inappropriate the way they were dancing. Grow the fuck up, everybody. It was 10 o'clock at night. Allie, nobody cares. Shut up. Um, I think I have to give it to the East Coast. You just said South. 
No, I appreciate the South, but I got to give it to the East Coast. All right. I, I thought we were going with the South here. Let's start with the no. East. Start All with right. the East. We got, first off, um, we have this 116 game, Michigan versus two, you know, one of the play-in games. Anybody want to, you know, I think we're just marking in the ones at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. So Michigan, we'll go to the second seed, Alabama, Iona. I know Rick Pitino is in the uh, in the tournament for the first time with his new team. But Iona is 181 in Ken Palm's overall rankings. And, you know, they played 17 games in the MAC that was just heavily influenced by COVID restrictions. Any, I, I think, I think they could make it a game. Like, I think they, they're, they'll be, you know, fighting to cover the spread, but I'm, I'm putting ahead Bama here. I really, the ones and twos is all automatic for me, unless anybody says otherwise. So does, are yeah. we good with, where we go with Bama? On the ones and twos, I, I'm okay with Bama. We do have Rick Pitino, who is a vampire and has seen some things. He's, I think, top five in coaches' appearances in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but he's also coaching Iona now and not Kentucky or Louisville. They're getting a shitload of money. Or UMass. Or no, that was Calipari that coached UMass. Might be, might be. Or the Celtics. There you go. All right. So, Bama, Michigan, both advance. Let's go first to the first four game here, just so we are kind of aligned. Michigan State, UCLA. Uh, this game is going to happen tonight. I personally think Michigan State's going to win. UCLA has just been on an absolute nosedive. Um, I already hit the money line. And I promos. But I think it was minus two. Are we okay with Michigan State as the 11th seed in this region? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care. Okay. Michigan State. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. There's good promos on Michigan State. Two votes for, one abstention. FanDuel has the spread the love promo on Michigan's $50 max bet. It's like plus 98 or something right now. And then DraftKings, you can boost the money line to plus 100 uh, here. So if you want to bet on that as well, opt in. All right. Let's start with the 8-9 game. The winner of this goes on to play Michigan. LSU versus St. Bonaventure. Uh, two teams – you know, St. Bonaventure, very, very highly liked by the by the metrics. Ken Palm has them 25th, pretty balanced team, top 20 defense, number 38 offense. They won um, the A-10 conference, and they, along with VCU, are the only teams in uh, the tournament. And VCU, I think, is a, a 10th seed in the Western in the West region. So LSU is a team that very talented, like – a bunch of probably borderline NBA prospects on the team, but they cannot play any defense at all. They have a top five offense in offensive efficiency, um, but they are 125th in defensive uh, efficiency and probably one of the worst offensive teams in the tournament. You know, Javante oh. Smart, Cameron Thomas, It's they got good guards, Trenton Watford, but – it's it's kind of your typical talent versus like well coached. Old 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 guy joke here. That's why they're ready for the NBA because they don't play <laughs> defense. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked LSU originally, but as the week's gone on, I'm I'm kind of all over the Bonaventures. LSU was pissing me off. I remember like just how bad of a coach Will Wade is. Um 
they were a three seed in 2019. They made it to the Sweet 16, but I like them as like a, uh, you know, a, a borderline Final Four team. That was the year they had Nas Reed, Tremont Waters. Javante Smart was also on that team, but like he sucks as a coach. Like he's a great recruiter, but I, you know, anybody else want thoughts on this? But I, I'm voting for St. Bonaventure and the Bonnies to bring it home because, you know, the defensive uh, just discrepancies here are huge. I think it's going to be, I think that's going to be public, but I don't think that that's wrong, necessarily wrong. Uh, I lean a little LSU just because I like that against the public March Madness. Yeah. Like for example, for in terms of money line bets right now, cause this, this spread's only two, uh, LSU is getting 22% of the bets, but 77% of the money. So and the lines move towards LSU in terms of the spread. So maybe, maybe this is a, like a little bit of a contrarian spot that you can take. I'm good with LSU. I just don't like trusting Will Wade, but I think Michigan beats, even with Michigan's uh, troubles, their injury troubles, I think Michigan wins the next game anyway. So I'm fine with going a little contrarian here with LSU. They definitely have the talent. I do lean like, especially Mm. in the early rounds, I like uh, teams that have up-tempo play because, you know, it's, it's much easier for teams to get cold in this one and done kind of thing. And if there's a lot of heavy half court offense here and they can't shoot, like they're done. The teams that are fast break, fast break teams, highly offensive, like a little less, um, a little less risky. I mean, obviously LSU is risky just because they're, they're who they are, but we're spending too much time on this eight, nine game LSU. I think I'm fine with you've, you've convinced me in terms of against the public. Uh, I was going to switch to the Bonnies, but okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a good feel. So <laughs> let's do LSU. I do think that Michigan would rather play St. Bonaventure than LSU. So yeah. I think LSU has a chance um, given their talent to beat Michigan, but we'll get that in a little bit. Five twelve game. A very interesting stat. This is why you tune into the podcast here. Because originally, when Terry and I were talking about this, obviously 512, everybody's like, oh, got to get the 12s or the five. Most, you know, that's like the signature upset in March Madness. But I, I initially said to Terry, I don't think power power conferences who put 12 seeds in the tournament usually win. It's usually like, you know, the, the power conference five on, you know, a little bit of a bad run to end March. Maybe they were you know, projected to be a two, three in the middle of the season and just have like the wheels fell off and there are five and they lose to a team that's kind of hasn't played anybody and are, are gelling and boy, was I wrong. So when a power conference in the last 10 years, when a power conference is a 12 seed, like Georgetown is right now, we have Colorado Georgetown, a 12 seed is four and six, uh, are four and two in, in the last six games when it's happened in the last 10 years um, in, in terms of a 12 beating a five. And when it's a power conference against another power conference, like it is right here with the PAC 12, it's four and one. So in the last 10 years, what it's been, we have two iterations of it. This tournament, Georgetown as 12 playing Colorado as a five and Oregon state as a 12 playing Tennessee as a five. When that's happened in the last 10 years, it's four to one straight up betting the 12 seeds. So um, yeah. Colorado, I like them, but you know, the one thing I will say about this game is that it's the first game on Saturday and this game's in Indiana and it's a 12 o'clock game. Like this is like nine o'clock in the morning for Colorado. Wake and bake, dude. 
<laughs> that is true. It is early there, but you know, like Joe said, wake and bake. It's not um, the first game. First game is date. Oh wait, no, that's the NIT. Never mind. Georgetown seeing uh, plus nineteen percent of the bets on the money line. I mean, granted, they're plus two hundred, so it's a, more of a difference in terms of value play. But uh, if you're looking at it from that angle, for some insight, Georgetown's bad. Like they're a bad team. They just they, they, just they, got they, yeah, they like, won the biggest tournament. The question is, are they going to care or are they playing? The Big East is good. I don't think the Big East is good. So, like, I don't know. I, I th- Colorado. I think the Pac-12 is better. Um, but I, I think that if, you know, with that statistic, like, you got to play at least one of these teams. So, if it's not Georgetown, we got to play Oregon State. Uh, I don't like Georgetown. I don't think they're very good. And I think they got hot in the garden. Patrick Ewing's place. Patrick Ewing mad at young security guards for not knowing who he was. Um, and I don't know. You got a few days off. I don't, I'm not that high on the big East. I like, I like Rado. Give me Rado. Right. I love Colorado. I mean, yeah, they fucked us. Colorado. They fucked us in the PAC 12 tournament with a 20 to one, but you know, at least they gave us some hedge money there. Keep some right. hungry. Keep some hungry. We did. Yeah. We did get some hedge money. Colorado. We're moving them on Florida state, UNC Greensboro, um, Florida state getting a lot of love, um, as like a dark horse final four team here in the East Leonard Hamilton really hasn't been a great tourney coach, uh, so far, you know, the Florida state team was a lot better last season, in my opinion, like they had Devin Vassell and, um, Patrick Williams last year who are now, you know, NBA top shot commodities <laughs> in the rookie market. Um, but you know, similar team, like, you know, they say all the time, like just how, how long and athletic, like, uh, Leonard Hamilton's teams are Scotty Barnes, freshman top, probably top 10 NBA pick, um, play a high pace struggles a little bit on the defensive end of the ball. Um, but you know, overall a pretty good team and UNC Greensboro, I know some people like them, but they actually have played some like out of conference teams in the beginning of the season and they saw they, they didn't play too well. Like they haven't, like if you look at their schedule, they've played 29 games, which is like pretty much a, a regular season for, for, you know, for COVID purposes, usually teams play around 30 games. They've played two teams that are under the top 100 in Ken Palm um, Furman, they beat, and then Winthrop, who's also in the tournament, they lost by eight points, who's a 12 seed. So I don't think like this team, Florida State's not the usual team like that, that loses this game just because of how big they are. Like these teams are usually smaller. Um, you know, so I don't really have much to say here. Like this is not one of my, not one of my projected, uh, upset picks here. Yeah. I'm on Florida State. I, I like the Florida State Seminoles. I like their – they're the biggest team in the tournament. How about that? They're tall. I think it matters. They're yeah, no. tall. Uh, 6'11", BYU, Michigan State. If UCLA wins, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I still feel like UCLA could win. This feels like uh, a pick where everyone's going to pick Michigan State or UCLA just because of the name recognition mm-hmm. and going to sleep on BYU. But I also don't like BYU. I, I so I really BYU's, don't know what to do. I think BYU is okay. I think Michigan State sucks. Like I was looking at Izzo's teams. Like this is the worst team Izzo's had 
um, in like 20 years. So, and like the teams that have been close to the Izzo's to the 2021 Michigan state team has been bounced in the first round. So I don't, you know, they had a couple late season wins against the top tier in the big 10, but you know, that's just the big 10, maybe being weird. I, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a popular upset pick. I do agree with you, but that's when I think we need to zig with other Zach. I think we need to go BYU. I'm fine with BYU. Let's go Mormons. Fired up. Joe's Texas Longhorns. Shaka Smart. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Putting through. (laughs) Uh, We're going to eventually get into a little bit of a headway here with Texas because I don't, again, we got to zig what others are zagging here. There's there's two very popular dark course upsets, uh, final four picks here in the bottom half of the East region. We'll get to it. Abilene Christian, I don't think they have a chance. Texas has looked phenomenal at the end of the season. Uh, their bigs are really starting to to look like, you know, like legitimate players. So um, I'll continue this if, if you guys, none of you want Abilene Christian. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind Abilene Christian. Get the fuck out. <laughs> They're We're in like the same one thing in this whole bracket. They're in the same state. I I think there's in the have, same state. Are they? I think they are. That's the only thing that they're <laughs> fucking close with. Texas is leaps and bounds better. Shaka Smart's gonna go up and say, if you want to play us in the non like if you want Texas to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars next year to play you, like lay down this game. I I. I I think they're a little sneaky. Full disclosure, I have bet Abilene Christian plus 11, I believe. That's a good Texas. line. That's a good line because it's down to nine and a half. But is, that, is that really down to nine and a half? Yeah. It opened at eight and a half. I guess it went up to 11 and a half. And then now it's I don't, and a half. I don't trust Shaka Smart at Texas. Bets and money are even, uh, like for both, though. So it's 50, 48, 52, Abilene Christian. Uh, with 48%. Abilene Christian also, um, in addition to playing four non-Division one teams this year, played Texas Tech and Arkansas, lost both games. The Texas Tech game was close, seven points. Um, Arkansas, they got uh, beat up in the second half, but uh, not not a lot of great um, out-of-conference performances there. I, I you know. Texas is Texas. I, I do. I think a three seed could lose. Sure, um, especially because a lot of the three seeds are Big Twelve teams. But I'm going. Uh, I'm going Texas here. I'm not. I'm not ready to go out on a limb here. Correction. I've bet so many underdogs that I got confused. I have not bet Abilene Christian yet. All right. So but Texas. I'm consider. <laughs> I am considering them. Well, you're an idiot. I would. I would take. I would take Texas under under uh, double digits. Yeah. So, okay. all right. We've advanced you, Texas. We have one more game here in the first round, then things will probably go pretty quickly here. Uh, Connecticut, Maryland. And Terry, we're going to we're gonna have it out here. This might be, you know, I was hoping Corey picked another region because we're probably excited, Joe. You're about to be a tiebreaker. Um, I'm just going to look at the numbers. So, everybody seems to be falling in love with, Kent, uh, with, with UConn. And I get it. In terms of like what I look for in national championship contenders, they they fit the bill. Like there's not a lot of teams that do. Um, I think I had a total of like eight teams that fit the fit the profile of like your median March Madness team over the last decade. That is and, one eighth. And UConn was one of them. 
And also, Creighton was also one of them. So hang on to that tidbit because we, we might have to make a deal in this bracket. Um, but UConn as a seven, everybody's already kind of pushing ahead like Alabama, UConn, meeting in the second round, contrast of styles. Alabama is like that NBA team, like bringing in the NBA style where they only take threes and layups, like no mid-range game, all fast break. Smart coach plays stellar defense and runs. Connecticut likes to slow the slow the ball down, and really going to be there. But like they have to win a game against Maryland, and we already talked about how the Big East sucks. Big Ten was the best conference in like Ken Palm history this year, and it would not surprise me if Maryland just beats them the first game. Money, uh, money does not show that there are almost three thousand bets on this game, and UConn on the money line is getting forty percent of the bets. And eighty nine percent of the money, <laughs> so I'm I'm inclined to follow the money here. I mean, going into the tournament, they lost to Northwestern. They lost to fucking Darren O'Bell. No offense, Joe, in your Action Action Network shirt, and Penn State. Then they beat Michigan State, who you've said sucks. Uh, and then lost to Michigan by 13. I'm not saying Maryland's good. This is my this. I, I'll pencil them in right now. So if you want to go UConn first round, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure: I have a 50 to one UConn to win a national championship bet. You only you're only able to put three dollars on it. So. Yes. So I won 15. Um, UConn Bama. This is what I'm talking about here. Um, I like Bama. I think I'm sold on Bama. Um. Nate Oates, like I said, and it teased a little bit here, they are running an NBA-style offense in college where they don't take mid-range jumpers. And it's really fucking annoying watching a a team, like especially in a half-court offensive team, like they're taking bad shots. This team, Alabama, they either take threes or they they get points at the paint. And literally the best style of offense. And I think that's like, I think they're a little bit ahead of their time here and they have a top, they're the number two defense in the country. So it's like, they're going to get their points because they attack the rim. Um, they, they have the ninth highest tempo in, in college. They are, they get most of their baskets in transition. And since mid December, they've lost three games. So I think this team's elite. Like this team is a, is a final four team, in my opinion, like a final four caliber team. Nate Oates like has never had this kind of talent, even though he's overachieved with Buffalo back in the day when he was in the Mac. And if you look at Connecticut, it's not like their coaches is like a, a, an all-star coach. Like, you know, is, um, you know, they're kind of in similar in similar places, Nate Oates and uh, Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley's never been to the Sweet 16. It's Dan Hurley. He's I think he's from New Jersey. He is, but he hasn't made a Sweet 16. <laughs> so like when is <laughs> Oh. He's he like Dan Hurley, you think a great coach is in from New Jersey, you think of Dan Hurley. Yeah, I think of Dan Hurley, who has made two NCAA tournaments in 10 years and um, has never made a Sweet 16. Hmm. I honestly didn't even know Dan Hurley was the coach. I thought it was Kevin Ollie. What happened to him? <laughs> um, Kevin Ollie. He's not coaching in college anymore. Interesting. Hmm. 
Hmm. Awkward. Uh, I I don't agree. I feel like I like the slower pace. It depends who grabs the tempo of the game. Who plays at whose tempo? And I think a well-coached Dan Hurley UConn <laughs> team is going to slow down Alabama and take it to them. They have – so that's that's what I got. I'm a little concerned with – the only difference with, like, the NBA-style offense and the college court is obviously there's less space because the three-point line is so much closer overall. So I am a little concerned if you run, like, a zone against them because their big thing is – creating gravity essentially gravity. so if you're not able to do that by playing a zone i could see this being a, that could be problematic for alabama even though they are running a little bit more of a progressive style of offense Did you say they're creating gravity and gravity yeah i'm looking it up right now if it's possible <laughs> no it's not how do you create gravity well because you're using you the perimeter, a large mass so you're pulling the defenders out onto the perimeter so and then out you're of creating, orbit you're pulling the zone out of orbit lanes. You're creating the lanes, obviously, to the basket so that you can get those easy buckets. So I do think if you play, if you do stick to a real zone, like you could cause a problem if you're able to defend the three-point line, which might be a little bit easier because it's less space, or so to speak, than an NBA three-point line. Joe, please use that phrase in your next article. I would love for you to coin your own phrase. What? That's exciting. Creating gravity? Yes. That's I've like never a, heard that in my life. That's a standard basketball like. Term. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I implore you to fucking go all in on that. Uh, I Yeah, I can because I'm ready with the jazz. I have to do that like after. Okay, no one cares. Uh, UConn, UConn has played zone uh, 10% of their of their times. Yeah, their- so I, I think that it's going to be hard then if they're not going to play a zone. I think it's hard to beat out, like if Alabama's going to run that style of offense. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've played 1% zone <laughs> oh <laughs> they've played they've played against zone different. they've played against zone 11 percent, and they've played themselves in defensive possessions in zone one uh 1.0 percent so yeah because it's just they're basically just doing they're going to set up on the perimeter and then they're going to drive and kick so like i think it's hard to like if these if these college like if uconn's not disciplined i think alabama's going to run like run fucking train on them all right, All right, so you so, vote Alabama, <laughs> John votes Alabama, and I vote UConn. Producer Corey. I mean, I... How am I the tiebreaker here? Yeah, I would see the tiebreaker. This is three. I don't know. Okay, I know I have numbers. <laughs> How, you need a tiebreaker for four? All right, I'll remember this. I'll remember this, uh, Terry, when we go to UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Oh, Dom had that in his back pocket this whole time. So you gotta do when you cut deals. Bama to the sec, uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> BYU Texas. Um, I, I I don't really have a strong opinion here. Texas, let's get it. Yeah, whatever. Texas, I don't give a shit. Terry's defeated. I'm defeated. I hate all, both of these teams. <laughs> uh, Colorado, Florida State. I like Florida State. I personally do too. I I just think also. If you're worried about Colorado in their first game, like I am, it's 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 it hurts less when they get beat by Georgetown. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Michigan LSU, do we go out on a limb here and uh, get a little crazy with LSU's talent and uh, Michigan 
And again, Michigan, they're the number two team in Ken Palm. They're 20 and four. They lost to Ohio state. Um, they're going to be without Isaiah livers, who is their senior. Um, I think he was playing like the two or the three and it's unknown how long he's going to be out for, but he's definitely out for this weekend. So it it's, it's a new kind of phenomenon. So people are a little bit off of Michigan, but I think like they're good enough to maybe zig when others are zagging, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they get bumped in the first round, especially since Juwan Howard, this is his first tournament and he's, he's struggled with timeouts before. That was Chris Weber. Come on, man. <laughs> We're moving Michigan on Michigan's yeah. into the sweet 16. A yeah. Very chalky f- first bracket, Michigan, Florida state. I pick Florida state. I'm I'm with Florida State here too. Um, Leonard yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, well, let's get a little weird with it. Put a four into the Elite Eight because we did have a one, two, one, two, three, four. Uh, Bama, Texas. I like Bama. I know Joe likes Texas. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. It's a tough spot. Um, I will say the winner. The winner of this. Uh, well, actually, no. I think Bama or Florida State. I would put in. I, you you would if if I go Texas here, I would be voting for Florida State to go to the final four. Yeah. I, I, I think that that makes sense. I, in my like preliminary bracket that I was doing, I had Alabama in the final four. All right. What so do you, it sounds what do you like think you both pick Bama. Uh, I wish UConn was here, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll go with Bama doesn't play def or no, they do play defense. Bama has a top I'm two thinking defense of, in the yeah, country. I was thinking of LSU. Oh, I'll go. Whatever, whatever you said, like Bama is a good team. Like they're a great I'll team. I'll go with Bama. I'll go with Bama. And, and they're a little underrated because right now a lot of people are just put it's I've seen a lot of Texas, Michigan. Seen yeah. a lot of it. See there's a lot of money on I think there's a lot of Texas is uh I think the number five um most bet team to win. Right now, you're public, Joe. You should know. So, <laughs> all right. First, first puzzle piece here: FSU, Bama. Both, I will say, both FSU and Alabama, they are in the one of eight, as we were talking before. Um, these two teams and Connecticut were the only teams uh, that that graded out here. Rule number three: Go with my gut. Florida State. I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You guys know the college, you know, college basketball. Over like it's, it's a toss up. I just think Florida state's path is a little easier than Bama just because I do think like there is yeah. a good chance UConn beats them. There is a good chance that Texas beats them. And, you know, we might be pretty happy with Florida state in the final four, especially since they're probably the fourth or fifth most picked team in this, in this region. Yeah. All right. We made it through the East. All right. Bruce Corey. We're made going it, made it through the Appalachians. West, South, Midwest. Who has the best food scene? South, I guess, out of those three. It's okay, the yeah, they, paying a lick of attention. Let's yeah, go they south. fry everything. All right, Baylor and that. Baylor and Ohio State one and two. I'm moving both of them on. Ohio State yeah. uh, is playing Oral Roberts. Who is? I mean, um, do you not laugh when you hear Oral Roberts? <laughs> like, have to. You have to laugh. Oral, there has been teams that <laughs> it is funny. There has been teams that, that are that are named after people that have seen success. George Mason, Stephen F. Austin. It's true. 
Uh, I I did bet Oral Roberts plus 16 and a half. You would. Congrats on the Oral. Thank you. And the over. All right. Moving on. We have Baylor and Ohio State in. UNC, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is the Ken Palm pick here. Uh, Top 10 team in Ken Palm, but they suck. Like, it's one of those teams where it's like, you know how good they are, and they're not good. Um, And UNC kind of coming on. I think Roy Williams has never not made it to the second round. He's never lost a first round game as a head coach of UNC. Interesting. My, so that's, you basically summed up how I feel. Um, looking at Ken Palm, it's like, Oh, the pick is Wisconsin, but it's Wisconsin. They haven't played great. And my gut rule number three is telling me I should probably take UNC, even though I feel like it's probably the more public pick. It is not the more public pick. Oh, sign me the fuck up. Wow. (laughs) There you would see 44% of the bets for 77% of the money on the money line. Um, So I love, I like UNC here as well. Star that one to bet a single game later. Yeah. All right. Here is the five twelve that I actually like. Um, I've been saying this uh, privately in our discord that wherever Villanova ends up, like, they, they're garbage. They're absolute fucking a heap of pile of stinking garbage. And they end up as a five seed in the, you know, telltale um, example of a five twelve upset, a team yes, that it. was a team that was a two, three seed, you know, heading into February, March, and then just fell apart. So they lost uh, Colin Gillespie and he was a, a top three contributor. He's out for the year. I think Justin Moore is going to play, but he was hurt. Um, They obviously lose to Georgetown in the Big East uh, tournament. I was looking at Jay Wright and like, you know, Jay Wright is, is an elite coach. He's won two national championships. He's made it to the, uh, he hasn't been bounced in the first round since 2013 when he was a nine seed. Um, So, you know, he dresses like a mob boss in a Batman movie that the Joker hangs out with. What era Batman? I would say 90s. Tim Burton style? Yes. Rubber nipple Batman? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, you know, fade him at your own peril, I guess. But, like, I was, I've been ready to fade him. I just think the team is not that good this year. And then they play Winthrop. Who is also this is like it's it's Winthrop and Colgate, two teams in this region that kind of epitomize how hard it is to project mid majors right now. Winthrop is twenty three and one, um, but they have played two non conference games, one non three non conference games, uh, and the best team was UNC Greensboro. Who you ready for this? You ready for this nugget? The Winthrop is getting 18% of money line bets for 74% of the money with 8,000 bets in right now. So that's just a lot of, uh, a, a lot, lot of money, par- a lot of parlays on, on Villanova then. Right. Or is that what that is? Like, no, no. Like I'm saying like Winthrop's getting all the Winthrop's getting all the money. Yeah. So like there's a lot of people betting $10 or, or so like on Villanova to win. And then like people betting hundred dollars on Winthrop to, to win money line. And that's yeah. even, even on the spread with getting hit on the spread too. So it's not just, it's, it's both. So I think you're right. I feel like this is a good spot to fade Villanova because Villanova is public. They're getting 64% of spread bets and 82% of money line bets. I'm and shocked. None of the money. I'm shocked that that's that public. 
but you are Mr. Public. So I, I, you know, not, not, not you're betting Mr. Public. You're just, you're giving us the, giving us, you are Joe, you are Joey Publix in that. He does. That's, yeah. He in does. the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> NFL for sure. I like Winthrop. Um, so Terry, where are you at? Uh, this, it is one of those things where it feels like a lot of people are going to take Winthrop. I have bet Winthrop plus six and a half. I do like that bet. Colin Gillespie is out. Like you said, know your rules. Rule number one, two, zig while others zag. Number three, trust your gut. My gut says Winthrop. All right. This is actually the last game on Saturday, too. No, it's one of the last games. Friday. 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 So. I can see this as like a late night and everybody's like, Oh, Villanova, the upset. But like most people are sitting there 72% of the money. It's like, you know, it's like, we've been here the whole time. Villanova uh, fun. <laughs> Purdue, North Texas. Um, Purdue has become kind of a, a, a sexy final four pick too. Not that, not that public, but people are definitely starting to catch on. Um, Ken Palm likes them. They are top 23, 23rd in offense, 23rd in defense. They had a great end to the season, winning five straight before losing to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. And that was a game where they were down 18 points. And I was watching that game. And Trevion Williams literally, like, for I think it was five straight possessions, they just gave him the ball in the paint and, like, just post moves, like, bucket every time. It was was one of the more – and again, Ohio State plays no defense. We'll get into that in a little bit, also because they're also in this region. But uh, Purdue is is I like Purdue. I like I like the pick. I like the I like I like, I Purdue. like I like Purdue. I like Purdue. I like I like Purdue. I don't think North Texas can hang really. Uh, Drew Brees just retired, so I mean that should give a boost to the Boilermakers. Fair playing for Drew. Um, North Texas Conference USA, just you know, doing my due diligence here. They played uh, Arkansas, West Virginia, got beat pretty bad by each team. They also play very slow, and uh, that's where that's where Purdue's comfortable. So Purdue, I think, is is a, is a is on to the to the next round. Texas Tech, Utah State. I am shocked that Texas Tech is like. I think they're third in odds to win this region as a as a six seed, and I think they're like in the second or third tier to make like to win the championship. Like that, like they're, they're very well liked by odds makers. And I don't know. I think that's just a Chris Beard thing. Yeah. I don't know. They're because the, the team, lines, the lines moved against them too. So like, they're not getting bet. I mean, I think it is a Chris Beard thing. Having them make the run to the elite eight. Was it last year? Two years ago? Well, yeah, it was it was uh, the Jarrett Culver lost yes. the championship game, um, right. finished second. So Chris Beard has been um, in two tournaments since taking over Texas Tech. He made the Elite Eight as a three seed, and the next year um, as a three seed made it to the championship game, lost to Villanova. So, uh, yeah, I I don't love Texas Tech, but Utah State defensive heavy team. I've bet. I bet against them a lot and I usually lose that bet. So it could be just a lot of bias on my part mm-hmm. that I don't want to trust them at this point because then they'll lose and I'll lose money again. Um, 
But I, I don't think Texas Tech is the same team that it's been in the past. And I get like Chris the Chris Beard effect, but like I'm I'm I I want to fade Texas Tech. I don't think they're good. And I think there are better teams in the Big Twelve. And you know, Mac McClung is really not like who you want to see like yeah. with the ball at the end of the game. Yeah, I think this is a good spot to fade Texas Tech anyway, considering, like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like Arkansas coming up, but uh, it could be one of those, even if we're wrong, you can, like, fix it going into the Sweet 16. I mean, right. if if the committee just came out tomorrow and was like, hey, yeah, you know what? We just eliminated the South bracket from <laughs> this year's tournament. I would be fine with that. So yeah, in, in remember that one of eight thing where I was talking about before in terms of like who I have um, as a potential tournament winner, it's Baylor and Purdue in this bracket in yeah. this region. Baylor, yeah, Baylor and Purdue. It's gonna be the toughest pick, I think. Arkansas is on the border, so if they start playing a little bit better, I do like Arkansas, and I think they're they're undervalued here. But I, I'm, I'm Utah State. We want Utah State. Oh uh, yeah, Utah State's fine with me. Yeah, the um, state of Utah. I'm good with Arkansas, even though Colgate looks so good on the metrics, but that's because they have. And I wanted to check this because I've heard a lot of stuff about Colgate, but I just want to say it out loud because, um, like, right, we, again, we. We've had a lot of yeah. So they they played they've played fifteen games this year. They played Army four times, BU four times, and Holy Cross four times. So they've played diversity not, in the Ivy League. Literally four teams. It's not the Ivy League; it's the Patriot League. Uh, and then damn right they played uh, Bucknell and Loyola. So they played six teams all season. <laughs> so yeah. like, good luck trying to figure out if this team's good. So you're yeah. telling me they're rested. When's the last time Holy Cross has made an NCAA tournament? 2016. I went after law school one day to go to the city. Yeah, it might have been a playing game. I don't remember. Um, it was awful. We went to the like the bar. I think was it was. Out, apparently. They were a 16 seed. Yeah. yeah, and it was just stupid. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Patriot it's a great League. excuse to drink on a fucking Wednesday, but... They had the the, Le- the Lehigh team a couple years ago. Um, not not a great, not usually. You know, Bucknell had a, had like a couple strong runs. I've been um, heavily thinking about Colgate plus nine and a half, but I'm fine with Arkansas advancing. I just think Arkansas, like we were talking about before, like the teams that run and the teams that that have you know play up tempo style. I think they're less susceptible to like those early first round jitters where like shots aren't falling like Arkansas, you know, their average possession length is top 40 in the, in the country. I think it's top five in the tournament. Um, And their tempo in terms of like getting buckets at the rim is, is like still top five too. So I think like, but Colgate plays at just as fast. They've played six teams. They've played six. Like, I don't like, I like, no matter what style of game they've played, they've played legitimately four teams up until last week. I I don't know. I I was looking at it. If you look at it this way too, like they're getting a ton of money on the spread. They're getting 84% of the money and they're not moving that line. So they don't, I don't think they want to give, like if they don't, if the books don't want to give Arkansas a better line, like 
I'm not. I I, I don't know how you deviate from that. Fair I mean, point. Arkansas. I mean, I'm, I'm putting, they're eight and a half at DraftKings, nine and a half on FanDuel. So there is a little discrepancy there. A little bit, yeah. A little discrepancy. I'll trust. I'll trust my guy, Muscleman. I Joe, do like Muscleman too. Joe, Joe, he's a Muscleman, so I'm you in. know you're in. We're yeah. in. All right, this game, I could care less who wins, even though I do think either Whoa. team. Dominic. Dominic. What? This is the pageantry. This is the first game of the round of 64. Yes, Please I know. give it and the deference that it deserves. I will give it the deference and the reverence that it deserves because I will be just waiting until the second game comes on and I'll turn the channel. That's, that's Colgate, Arkansas. 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I want to see I want to see how Colgate looks when they play a team that's not uh, uh, has less than 10,000 kids. Um, Florida Vatek first game of the of the of the tournament um, round of 64. Yes. Again, thank you. Um, I like. So again, Ohio State awaits this this team this winter here. I don't like Ohio State because they play no defense. Like legitimately, they cannot play defense. Um, and I think they have a good chance of if, if this was any other seven ten matchup. Like like if UConn was here, like pencil in UConn in the Sweet Sixteen. But they're not. We're stuck here with two teams that I don't think are are good. Um, and it's kind of just like Ohio State, I guess, moves on to the Sweet 16, in my opinion. But I don't, I don't really have. I've, I've gone back and forth here. I think my latest iteration, I'm on Florida. Uh, I am trusting my gut, rule number three, and going Virginia Tech. I'm I had a, that before. I'm taking the higher seed, um, and they cover the spread more often than not in these games. So. Beamer ball. Yeah, exactly. Beamer ball. It's all about special teams, baby. Um, Joe, do you care? I have no feeling on this game whatsoever. All right. um, And and it's like even bets and money like on both. Like, because it's only one point spread. It's like spot on even. All right. So we have our Sweet 16 um, playing games here. We have... We have Virginia Tech. All right, we're taking we're taking the Hokies. So we have a low seed versus a borderline double digit seed here for all four games. Baylor UNC one nine or one eight. Winthrop Purdue twelve four. Utah State Arkansas eleven three. And Vatech Ohio State ten two. How crazy you want to get here? I'm ready to take my pants off. <laughs> You're crazy, man. I think we get kind of weird here. And like Terry said, if the committee just said this bracket was over, no one would care. So, or this region yeah. was was out. I um, certainly would not care. So, what what lower seed do you have most confidence in here? You're looking at UNC, Winthrop, Utah State, Virginia Tech. I'm so, sorry. I'm trying to. F- I would say Virginia Tech because I, I think that Arkansas can get through at least to the – I think Arkansas comes out of that, like, side of the bracket. I'm with like, that. So, like, I think you can start getting weird with some of these. Like, I, would, I don't even care. You could have every other upset. But, like, I think that 
Arkansas can get through to at least the Elite Eight. Virginia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech did beat uh, Villanova at the beginning of the season. Back on Villanova was good um, in overtime. Mike Young, former coach of the Wofford Terriers, back in 2019. We loved the Wofford Love. Terriers, oh, yeah, uh, and we yeah. couldn't. I remember it so vividly when we couldn't bet on them because they played Seton Hall. And that was a, so, and in 2019, Mike Young's Wofford um, was a seven seed beat up on Seton Hall. I loved them against Kentucky as a two seed and then came up a little bit short. I love Kentucky and I won that bet. So um, a little, uh, a little second round over a two seed uh, revenge game here for Mike Young and Virginia Tech. I'm good with Virginia Tech, Arkansas, and then Arkansas over Virginia Tech. Yeah. All right. Fine. So we're going Arkansas to the Elite Eight. Go Arkansas, Hawks. you can get you can get Arkansas Elite Eight. I bet it. I think on Monday. I think it was uh, Arkansas Elite Eight plus four twenty five, which I thought four to one was pretty good odds. But again, I think books like uh, Texas Tech more than they like Arkansas. But if you like Arkansas more than Texas Tech, and you don't like Ohio State. I think it's a pretty solid bet at four to one. People people forget that they invented the Wildcat offense with Darren McFadden and Felix Jones and Mitch Mustaine. So Arkansas becomes our second SEC team in the elite eight. Um, also Jerry them. Jones went there and he <laughs> Okay. Thank you for the, uh, for the obscure Arkansas university stats. Um, You're welcome. Baylor, UNC, Winthrop, Purdue. I like Purdue over Winthrop. Um, I like chicken. That's the wrong Purdue. Oh. I think that's P.E. Or is that David Purdue who lost the Senate race in Georgia? Either way, Purdue, um, I'm, I'm good with that. Joe, are you good with that? Yeah, it's fine with me. They have a we, lot of astronauts. Give me some obscure facts about <laughs> Baylor now. Buzz, uh, Buzz Aldrin went to Purdue, I believe. Baylor, UNC, are we going to get really weird and not have the one and two go to the Sweet 16 here? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, what? What does UNC? that mean? He wants UNC over Baylor. Interesting. Do I like that? I didn't consider that. <sighs> I, mean, I, I think because I, I think I want Purdue over Baylor anyway. I don't love Baylor. So I guess I'll do it. All right. UNC over Baylor and then Purdue UNC. Are we getting weird putting UNC as an elite eight team? I don't, I don't, wasn't re- that, I wasn't ready to get that weird. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Dave Dave Bliss coached the uh, Baylor team where one player killed another player, if you wanted a fun fact about Baylor. So fun, that fact was. Yep. <laughs> Murder. Mm. America. It's America. Can't spell right America without murder. Um, yeah, I'll take Purdue. All right. Purdue, Arkansas, Final Four. We have FSU waiting in the final four on the other side. Um, and we have Purdue, Arkansas here. I'm going to go. I'm fine with either of these teams. I don't have much conviction on either. Yeah. I'm going to take the fun, the fun team. And that's Arkansas. All right. Lock it in. Let's have some fun. We're, we're on our way here. Um, but we're getting into our group here because we've been doing a, a couple. But how many how many teams through. have we seen? Like how many times have you seen an SEC team just make a run? 
2019 about, Auburn. Yeah, that's all I'm thinking about. Bruce Pearl. <laughs> yeah. That team should have lost its first round game against uh, New Mexico State. We could I'm see that here. We could see that with Colgate. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, all right. Midwest, West. Producer Corey, where are we going? Midwest by West. The classic Hitchcock film. Midwest. All right. Midwest, Illinois, Houston. These are the ones and twos here. We will start our bracket um, in the Midwest region with our fighting sister jeans. We had our final four <laughs> bet two weeks ago, and then they got probably the worst draw that an eight, nine seed could get here. Um, actually, you know, I could Zag is probably worse, but they do play a in-state rival if they beat Georgia tech. But I think Terry is going to be uh, a little, a little damper on the uh, sister gene redux parade here uh, with Georgia tech. I am. I lean, I, I lean Georgia tech. I think, why do we love Sister Jean? Because he's still alive? Like, what's the point? I did hear on um, the Titus and Tate podcast, and Joe, I don't know if you're listening to this, um, but they called Cameron Krutwig, who is the best player in the Missouri Valley Conference, the Nikola Jokic of the, of the Missouri Valley Conference. Holy shit, that's a bold comparison, I feel. I mean, I mean, now I want to change my pick. Yeah. Have you looked at Have you looked at uh, Cameron Krutwig? He looks like a Chicago police officer. Yeah, no, I have. I don't know if Joe has. No, I. Oh, he didn't. You send us this picture last week. <laughs> yes, it was yeah, incredible. He, he absolutely. He does. looked like he just got done eating like uh, a sausage, some a kind sausage of sausage. Sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> like every meal has bread. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's and there's a mustard stain on a majority of his shirts. Every meal involves bread in the Midwest. I think you know this is a Ken Palm pick. But this is a team that, unlike Wisconsin, who is also top 10, Loyola Chicago ninth in the uh, Ken Palm rankings, number one defense in the country. Um, you look at them and you say, oh, they don't really suck. I mean, the Missouri Valley Conference has been okay. Um, this is, you know, I think this is the old, isn't this the old, um, you know, Northern Iowa's been on some runs, Valpo. Uh, Southern Illinois, the Salukis have been good. Oh, Valpo, don't get me started. And then was this the Davidson? No, this wasn't the Davidson Conference. Feels like, oh, this was the old uh, Wichita State. So Wichita State then moved on out of this conference. But they were the ones who were, uh, you know, doing their thing here. Was Wichita State a number one seed in 2014? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I forgot about that. Holy shit. That is correct. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm over Loyola Chicago here just because yeah. you know, Passner wins the ACC tournament. I think he's okay. Like, I think that was their goal. Kind of like Georgetown, their season's over. Yeah, they're getting all the money and the line movement too. So I would bet Loyola. I would bet Loyola. Uh, Loyola, look, they can't. My head says Georgia Tech, but my gut says Loyola because right, they have God. God on their side. I was about to say, we can call a priest if you want to talk to someone real quick. The zig when you people zag, though, would be Georgia Tech, I feel. But Loyola is a, t- is a top 10 Ken Palm pick. You got to, if you're going Loyola, if you're going top 10 Ken Palm, 
uh, you already faded Wisconsin. So you have room for a little bit of a buy here. You're allowed to zig. Yeah. Permission to zig granted. I'll zig. I don't know what that means. What are we picking? Zigging's so going on, with the public. Loyola. All right. All right, we'll go Loyola. Uh, Tennessee, Oregon State. This is the 12-5. Since we didn't pick Georgetown, I would pick Oregon State here um, just because of the statistics of that four, uh, you know. Yeah. Four, they're four and one teams in this situation in the last 10 years. Yeah, I'm in. Power, power Conference 12s against Power Conference 5s. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I like Tennessee. I think they're being slept on a little bit. They, they are people, being slept on. People are a little high on Oregon State, which I don't know. How I don't think people a, are high. They're not that good of a team. And they, they suck. Happen, they suck. Yeah, they, they, they just really, happen to win the Pac-12. They're they're worse than Georgetown. I think. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like. I don't want to take Oregon State. I think Tennessee wins this game easily, and I'm looking to bet them on the spread. Minus eight, right? Now. I I really I really don't care. Um, but we I give mean, out we give out such a great fact, and we just don't don't take it. Don't take the advice. <laughs> there are other twelve seats. No, these are, but the, these are power conference twelves. Power conference twelves against power conference fives. We already put Colorado over Georgetown. There's only two iterations of this. Yeah, I don't care. I feel like the problem is like <laughs> you're getting you're they're not just like normal. I feel like these twelve seeds that got in, like I don't is Oregon State even the tournament team if they don't win that if they don't win no. that so no, but that's the point. Like any twelve like any twelve like power twelve is usually the wins the conference that shouldn't mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Well like yeah. And so they usually I think the theory is is that they come in like playing with house hot. money. They're hot, yeah. Where it's like they don't care if they lost. They don't care if they lose. They don't really care if they win. Um, obviously, they would like to win, but it's like they, they're playing a little loose. Like they just got a, they got, they loose. got some wins under them. I don't care. I think people are just penciling in Oklahoma State as a Sweet Sixteen. So that's kind of where where we have to figure out if we're zagging. I I um, want to take Tennessee. I my vote is Tennessee. Leave it up to you guys. After that. Joe, what do you think? Tennis, I mean, Tennessee feels safe, but I like, I like, I love our trends. So, yeah, I'm going with our trends. Tennessee, like, is a typical, in my opinion, like, like they're, they're huge pool. Like, it's a huge pool. I think we need to do, like, I feel like this would be a one that we want to take where we know we have a trend. Well, this is, this is a five, this is like your typical 512 upset because yeah. Tennessee is not great on offense. They play slow. They could go cold and just not know how to find a bucket. And Oregon state comes in just winning the conference tournament. They come in and they're just making everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll do it. I lost. I lost the battle. All right. Oklahoma state Liberty, Um, Oklahoma state. This is uh this is you know we're gonna have to dig deep as a podcast here and figure out where we are in Oklahoma State because the metrics don't love Oklahoma State. They play in a lot of close games, which could be good, which could be bad, depending on which way you look at it. Um, but they have been hot 
to end the season. They beat West Virginia twice, beat Baylor in the Big 12 tournament. They have the number one undisputed pick now, I think. It's not um, in the in the NBA draft in uh, Kate Cunningham, who is awesome. Like he's like he's like Lamelo Ball, but just not as good of as a facilitator, but a better scorer. He's better. He's he's better than Lamelo Ball. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm going saying it now. Um, I think. Oklahoma State reminds me of the 2006-2007 Texas Longhorns with Kevin Durant. Uh, I think that they're like very similar. I think that they're going to be kind of public moving forward because of Kate Cunningham. So I think I think they win. I think they can win this game, but I think they might get bounced early um, in this tournament. So that team also uh, the K, the KD the KD. Texas team was a four seed as well. Um, they beat New Mexico state, but then lost to USC who was the uh, five seed. So um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are also bringing up like Carmelo Anthony, but I looked at that Oh three Syracuse team and that team was way like a lot better than, uh, than this, this Oklahoma state team. Yeah. Like that, that, that was a top 10 team, uh, top 20, both offensive. We were so, like I like the I like the Durant. Undefeated. They weren't undefeated. They were, right, yeah. they, uh, but they were. Reason, but um, but the but the Durant. I like the Durant comparison. I think it's like exactly the same. Like you have this like super highly touted player, and then the rest of the team is like, okay. I'm down with it. I'm down to make a repeat of that. Yeah, like I think they win this game, but then I think I don't know if they get further than that. Uh, I bet Liberty plus nine and a half. Heavy. I bet too. Now seven. Um, but I do think Oklahoma State ends up winning the game. Yeah, they they play in close games, so if you want Liberty with the points, like it's probably a good bet. But um, I do think that they get through this game. We'll we'll deal with them in a little bit. Uh, San Diego State, Syracuse. I love San Diego State here um, and on this bottom half of the bracket. I have them too. And again, it might be kind of what Terry said that like you you have some good mojo, but like literally every single time I I I think I bet them. I think I won the bet, but they haven't lost a game since January 16th. <laughs> I think they're, I think they're good and they're getting all the, they're getting the line movement, they're getting the money. Uh, and they're not even, they're not public on the spread, but they're getting all the money and they're, they're 58% of the money line bets and getting 96% of the money. Top 12 defense in Ken Palm. They play like, a little I, slow. I, like I think they might get through. Uh, they might get into the second weekend, I think. Brian Dutcher um, is their coach. They have his kind of his his second go around with San Diego State in the tournament. They were an 11 seed back in 2011. They lost to Houston by two points. Um, they have not been back since, but this is pretty much by far. Last year they had a better. I think they had a better offensive team. They were 30 and two. The two seed, uh, or they were projected two seed going into the tournament. Malachi Flynn, um, you had as as kind of a, you know, top tier team. He leaves. So, uh, but I think the team, you know, the team is mostly the same besides Flynn. Um, but I think you're you're primed to see them. You know, they're hungry after losing their shot uh, with COVID. And I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna at least win this game. Probably uh, beat Virginia is in, in my estimation too. Yeah, 
I'm fine. I'm fine with the San Diego State. West Virginia Moorhead State. Any love for Moorhead? I thought about everybody loves Moorhead. Spread. <laughs> I thought about betting them on the spread, but I I think Bobby Hugs. He got snubbed from the Hall of Fame this year. He's got a killer offense, not a Bob Huggins defense that we're accustomed to. But I don't, I don't see them losing this game. And then we'll see an offense versus defense matchup in the next round. All right, West Virginia. Clemson Rutgers, uh, a little too popular here for Rutgers. Um, but I'm going to vote for Rutgers just because I, I think Clemson's terrible. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a pretty reasonable Rutgers fan. I don't think that they're going to beat Houston in the next round, even though I've seen Houston play. Um, they remind me a lot of like the Xavier Cincinnati teams in the last five to 10 years where they got two and three seeds and didn't make it to the second weekend. But I do think that that Samson's a better coach um, than those than like uh, I think Chris Mack was uh, with Xavier and and. Um, Matt Cronin was with Cincinnati. So I like Houston to make it the sweet 16, but I like Rutgers here against Clemson. Yeah. I'm on that too. Well, Dominic, it really doesn't matter what you think because we live in the state of New Jersey and we cannot pick the Rutgers Scarlet Knights to advance. So we are no automatically <laughs> given the no Clemson Tigers way. to advance. No fucking way. Wait, are you serious? Yes, fucking way. Talk to your legislatures. I thought you could do it at least in a pool. Nope, you cannot. That's Wait, so. So are we? Is this a is this a pool with all other DraftKings users or just in New Jersey? That's a great question. I have no idea. Because I if because if we're as if we're against other people, I'm going to write fucking Bob Smith of District 17 a letter right now. Uh, I don't know. We can figure it out later. Huh. I'm just I'm writing NA because I refuse to write Clemson down. But I don't think uh, yeah. <laughs> just leave it blank and skip them the next round. In our actual bet uh bracket Rutgers is there. All right, so we're moving Houston on because I'm definitely not putting Clemson in the sweet sixteen. No, I think it's New Jersey. It's open to customers in Colorado, New Hampshire, New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and Missouri. And it says, due to New Jersey law, you are prevented from betting on college teams from that state. If one makes a tournament, their opponent will be automatically selected for you. So everybody's in the same boat? Everybody's- I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Because you could never have a perfect bracket then. Well, if Clemson wins. Then Unless. Do. Yeah. It's- all right. Well, like, you know. <laughs> That's bullshit, but all right. All right, San Diego State, West Virginia. Uh, you kind of teased this before, Terry. Defense, offense. I like uh, San Diego State here. I think you know. Same. I think big the Big Twelve is not as good as people think this year. Um, but you know, West Virginia. They're just such a frustrating team to bet on. They never are a good free throw shooting team. So even if they're playing with a lead, they are just not great. Um, they their field goal percentage. They're effect, they're they're like it says they're good on offense for Ken Palm, but then when you look deeper, they're like not that great. They they get a lot of the offensive rebounds, probably a lot of uh, you know, just like dirty points. But yeah, no, I don't love West Virginia this year. I've had some success betting against them, 
Um, ready to fade. But yeah, I'm fine with San Diego State and Houston in that the bottom part of that bracket. All right, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Illinois, Loyola. That's what I feel as well. A lot of different ways we can go here. Just a reminder, we have not picked a number one seed to go to the Elite Eight thus far. I like... I am going to say Illinois. Me too. I'm good with that too. I think Illinois is too good to lose before the Sweet 16, but... You know, right. I just, there is there is a boost on uh, Illinois money line against Drexel plus one hundred twenty five dollar max bet at William Hill. Forgot since we just advanced them. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I mean, could I see them falling apart, struggling against the Nikola Jokic of the, of the Missouri Valley? Sure, but I think Ao and uh, Cockburn are, are are good. Kofi never want a Cockburn. Um, Oregon State, Oklahoma State. Uh, I like the Durant comparison, but I think, I you know, I just feel a Sweet 16 matchup from Illinois, Oklahoma State. Like, I feel like that's going to be, like, a very highly bet. But, you know, it could be March Madison. We're robbed of that in Oregon State. Kind yeah, of I mean, I think, yeah, I think it just depends because, like, we're basically – I think I feel like we're saying that Oregon State, you know, since we have Oregon State over Tennessee, but I think Tennessee might – you know, if they won, if they won that game, I think that they would come out on top of Oklahoma State. Um, but I think it's kind of hard for Oregon State to, you know, continue their magical run here. I mean, do you want to change it? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, because I like them. I'm just saying, like, I think like to keep go, like to keep going more and more and more. Um, I'm, I'm, I say whoever wins this, like, I'm fine with Oklahoma State, but I like Illinois in the Elite Eight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. That's what I'm getting at. At this team, at this point, I would advance Oklahoma State. I would advance Tennessee generally, but we are here. I'll take Oklahoma State. <laughs> All right, and then Illinois to the Elite Eight. Is that fine? Yeah. Yes. All right, SDSU Houston. Houston. Um, every year, I haven't. Yeah, I'm good with Houston here. Me I too. think like every year there's been a one versus two elite eight and like your bracket always has to have one in my opinion. So I'm good with it being Illinois Houston. I think a lot of people are going to fade Houston, but I think Houston's very good. H-town. good. That's what we um, call them. We call it where, where we're from. It's H town. I, yeah, do I mean, think... like they're playing a not, they're playing an NA in the fucking. <laughs> there. I do think Illinois wins this game, though. I, I am okay with putting a one seed in our final four, um, given just how dominant Illinois has looked over the last month and a half. Um, but, you know. Yeah. I think our bracket's crazy enough at this point, or like at least, you know, differentiated enough. Yeah. My personal brackets have Houston going through. Um, so, I, I – owner of a of a Houston future to win the national championship will will value I will argue for Houston. All right. And um, I as as a holder yeah. of a Illinois Final Four future and Illinois championship. I know I'm future. losing this. I know I'm, losing <laughs> this. I'm just waving the flag for for the cameras. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm also in Illinois here. Oh, <laughs> you idiots. Damn. <laughs> I have that plus 400. All right. Sure. Three out of four in the final four. Um, we got one more reason to do. Quick word from our sponsors. Just kidding. Uh, we have no sponsors. Gonzaga, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Iowa. <laughs> Gonzaga, Iowa, uh, Gonzaga, Iowa, one, two, uh, and then we'll go. I mean, are we just discounting Grand Canyon? Fuck. Yeah. The antelopes of Grand Canyon. I found it interesting that you mentioned Valparaiso earlier in this show because the coach of Grand Canyon is the one and only Bryce Drew, who – in the year after Christ of 1998, and a Domingo, uh, had a hit, this is whatever. <laughs> after Domingo, hit, hit the game winning three point Domingo. shot. <laughs> hit the three point shot against Ole Miss, the buzzer beater that we see over and over again in the intro to the March Madness preview on CBS. Um, He hit the three-pointer to win the game against Ole Miss as time expired. So, ah. Grand Canyon's got some big bodies down low that could give give Garza some trouble. They can't defend the three-pointer, which apparently Iowa does shoot does 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 very well. (laughs) in, In the top five of the country. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I have bet Grand Canyon plus 16. I believe they're down to four, 14 and a half, 14 some places. So that's, yeah. uh, I think, I think it's going to be a little close again. Could be a little close again. Yeah. I think, uh, Grand Canyon's a little underseated. Like I thought they would be a 14 or 13. Yeah. Given that they have, they beat Nevada. I mean, um, they're plus they're plus a thousand on the money line. <laughs> they they played Colorado fairly close. Um, they were tied at halftime against Colorado, who is a five seed and you know is pretty highly ranked in Ken Palm at that point. They were twenty fourth, seventeenth now. So they they played teams close, and you know it's a tournament. Luka Garza looks kind of like a head case. But he is Luca Garza, so just saying. I think Iowa wins, but Grand Canyon spread sign me up for that. All right, um, let's go with uh, eight nine game here. Oklahoma Missouri. I think whoever wins this game is just getting sacrificed to the Zaga gods. Um, I, yeah, I, I have whatever. We'll get to. It. I, I've I've gone back and forth. I think right now in my personal brackets, I've gone with Missouri. So um, do with that what you will. I was going to go with Missouri. We have picked all eight seeds to this point. I was going to say uh, I was going to yeah. say Missouri because of the Missouri's, Missouri. Missouri's getting the money. They're getting the line movement. Let's fucking go with it. Missouri compromised. They were on the right side of history. They were a yeah. free state. The compromise is like, we'll take Missouri. We'll get rid of the South bracket. It's fine. I don't think that's what that was. I know. (laughs) That's our Missouri compromise. All right. Uh, Creighton, UC Santa Barbara. Gaucho season. Surprise, though. We have already picked two 12 seeds to win. It has happened before. I think in 2013, we had three. 
um, or maybe it's 2017. We have had the last, uh, at least the last six years, we've had three 12 seeds winning a single year. So it is possible. I like Creighton, but you know, if you guys are on the gauchos here, that's fine with me. I'm on the gauchos. Ah, Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. I am a big gaucho gang, uh, member could be the president. Um, UC Santa Barbara. How could you first not love the gaucho name? They have not played a Ken Palm top 100 team all season. Yes, they are a sleeping giant. <laughs> um, a lot of this comes down to Creighton. Uh, I think they hate their coach. Not really celebrating with him after wins. He dropped the, the big P word in a speech. Uh, and I just, I, do they, do they want to be here? I don't, I don't know. And I just think the UC Santa Barbara, I, I think they're a very talented squad on offense. And I, I, I like them to pull off this upset against an unmotivated Creighton team. Yeah. I have Creighton in my uh, sweet 16, just, just as a, you know, putting my hands up, but I'll go UC Santa Barbara here. Um, for you guys, if that's what you're telling me, you're on the Gaucho gang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it goes like you also don't think, you know, like you've said before, you don't think the Big East is very good. So I think, I think UConn and Creighton are good. I don't think any other teams, I, you know, do, are they, are they, are, you know, are they, should they be three seeds? No, I think they're adequately seated. Like they're, they're five seeds. Yeah. Or, or Connecticut's a seven, but I think Creighton as a five seed, like you've seen five seeds go to the final four because they have the talent, but you've also seen five seeds lose all the time because they're just hot and cold. I think Creighton's a perfect five seed. Yeah. I'm just not super concerned just because I think that everyone in this bracket is going to get sacrificed to Gonzaga. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, Virginia, Ohio. Ohio also getting a lot of love, but I don't really see it. They cannot play any kind of defense. Uh, They are – That's Virginia. 178th in defense. They did play Illinois very well, lost them by two in their third game of the year. Uh, But Illinois, uh, you know, that was – the Illinois of November and December, not the same Illinois of February and March. That's when they lost to Missouri. They lost to Rutgers. Um, They're getting a preposterous amount of money on that. Ohio? Ohio. Like, it's it's insane. Like, they're getting 99% of spread dollars and 98% of money line dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's like the hot pick. Like, Ohio over Virginia is the hot pick. But the, I've, but I've the heard, other, like, the actual bets is, like, almost even. It's almost, like, 50%. So they're just getting all of the money. So unless it's just because of, like, what I'm looking at, like, somebody just came in and, like, added three extra zeros. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But they're getting all the money right now. So Jason Preston, I've heard that people talk about it. Like, he's going to be the best player on the floor um, for Ohio but like Virginia is, you know, they're, they're the perfect team to get upset because they play so slow and they don't, but their defense isn't as good. Like this is the worst defense that Tony Bennett has had at Virginia um, pretty much ever in his Virginia career. I was looking at yep. it today. Um, not since 2011 
had they had a worse defensive rating. The offense is better though. Like the offense is, is just as good as they were in 2015, but still they're, they're not like your typical Virginia team. They're a little bit better on offense. Kai Clark is still there. Seems like he's been there forever. Um, he sucks. <laughs> he's not good, but he is also a junior. So he'll be back next year. All he does is turn the ball over. So I'm good with Ohio. If you want to go Ohio 12, 13 seed, this has happened. What was yes. the stat that I picked? Ohio. Up? 12, 13 has happened. I just want Virginia to get upset in two fucking tournaments in a row in the first round. It's great. All right. They were the national champion last year, but yeah, two tournaments in a row. Two years yeah. ago. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> there was no tournament last year. They are the, yeah. they are the defending, I mean, yeah. they are the defending national champion. That's what I meant. Well, we haven't had a tournament last year, so that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Did we have a tournament last year? <laughs> no. no. Okay. So 12, 13 seeds. It's happened, I think, three times in the last seven, four times in the last 10 years. Happened three years in a row from 2011, 2013, and then 2019. So we could be seeing a 12, 13 resurgence. We will wait for UC Santa Barbara, Ohio. Uh, actually, let's just do it right now. Who wins that? UC Santa Barbara, Ohio. Yacho gang. Gotcha. All right, maybe UC Santa Barbara to the Sweet 16. USC versus Wichita slash Drake. I think USC wins this game, um, no matter who's there. I do like Drake in the play yeah. though, tonight. The line flipped for Drake too. They're now favorites, favorite, yeah. favorited in that game. They were plus two when it came out, and I think we all hit that. Did you say favorited? Yeah, they're favorited. I don't know. My yeah. mouth is like I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like the USC fighting Trojans uh, on that game against Trojans are notoriously famous for fleeing actually. Yeah. I mean, Uh, USC Evan Mobley, probably the number two pick in the draft after Cade Cunningham. He's going to be up there. Um, He is number eight in terms of the Ken Palm top 10. We actually didn't talk about this though. Luca Gar is a number one player in the Ken Palm Player of the Year standings, followed by Drew Timmy uh, at two. So the top two players in the country are in the West bracket. Um, Illinois has two IO and Cockburn three and six, and Cameron Crutwig, Nikola Jokic of the uh, Missouri Valley Conference, is number four. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of talent in this division and this. Uh, region two Evan Mobley as an eight um, here, but I think just the size, like they're going to cause a lot of teams problems. They have a lot of talent. Andy Enfield, the former coach of uh, dunk city and Florida Gulf coast. Uh, you know, they, they got size and size is a problem here. Um, but you know, like I said, the PAC 12 better than most people think I'm going with USC. I'm here for that. I agree. Pretty balanced team for Ken Palm, too. 29-19, adjusted offense, adjusted defense. Kansas, Eastern Washington. Um, shout out to whoever posted this in the Discord. This fits the game of, you're ready for the most ridiculous uh, stat here, um, trend line. When two teams that use Wilson basketballs play Wilson. in – play as, as as I'll, I'll throw his name out here. He'll appreciate it. We got Finn Vento with the tip. So I think in the last 10 years, it's been a 70% hit on the over when both teams and like, again, ludicrous. That hasn't been verified. It sounds, it sounds crazy enough to be true. So it sounds fun. So we're going to do it, but (laughs) 
That's opposed to like, you know, some teams use Nike, some teams use Spalding, but two, two Wilson teams here. So I will be betting the over Kansas, Eastern Washington. I like Kansas here. I don't love Kansas, um, even though they were very hot at the end of the season, but uh, offensively, they're just not great. But you know. they they wear very short shorts. I don't nothing know wrong with that. What short they're shorts trying is to do, what they're trying to bring back, but man, they are not like you know a few fingertips off the knee. That's all I'm gonna say. So Kansas has not you know since February sixth they lost to West Virginia. They had lost one game, and that was Texas in February, in late February in overtime. They beat Baylor. They beat Texas Tech. They beat Oklahoma State, Oklahoma all in that span. And then they got COVID in the Big 12 tournament. So who knows what's going to happen. This could be a zigzag kind of thing where we just put Kansas on a run. Maybe they're the ones to, to take down Gonzaga in this bracket. They played the, the beginning of the year, first game of the season. They gave 102 points to Gonzaga, which is fun, but – you know, they played them. They've already seen them. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. I am a little concerned about the Jayhawks. Um, yeah. I personally have bet the uh, Eastern Washington Eagles, question mark. I'm not sure what their mascot is. Uh, plus 11. But Kansas is dealing with some cocoa issues. Um, as you said, they – uh, pulled out of the Big Ten, Big Twelve tournament. Uh, David McCormick should play, but he's not there yet in Indianapolis or Indi- Indiana. Um, Wilson and Enora, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, they Enora. might not play for also the COVID, the Coco reasons. So. There's a lot of questions. Did they have COVID or they just was contact It's in the COVID protocol. So they could okay. have been close to someone. But so they'll have their best player in McCormick, most likely, but the other two might not play. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little. I don't know, Jim. About, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Uh, I am a. I'm a little concerned about Kansas, and I don't like – I don't see them advancing far. I'm willing to put Kansas through. I think that – You want to you want to put USC over them? I think Mobley is, like, really good. I think Katino? that – Katino? Is he related to Katino Mobley? I don't know. I don't know. There, there's two Mobleys on USC. Evan. Like, I think they're set, like, the center – no, there's two Mobleys on. There's Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley. Yeah, I I like Evan Mobley a lot. Um, no, Evan Mobley is the yeah. is the uh, is yeah the that, like, that's that yeah that's what I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the other people are. Um, I just think he's. I think he's that good. Um, and when you're like, we've talked about this in terms of size. Oh, they're brothers. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. <laughs> but uh, Mo, Evan Mobley is gonna be is like the highly touted yeah draft pick um but i just think that when you have that kind of size and like we've said kansas is struggling like that can be a problem in the tournament off of like one day off like you can't practice to play a guy like this there's no way that you can practice it so like i i like i, I think if even if we put kansas <coughs> over this first game i like usc over them afterwards all right, I'm putting uh, it in not, 
Not related to Catino Mobley. Okay. <laughs> their their father did play professionally, though. I, I just looked. Eric Mobley played college basketball for Cal Poly Pomona and Portland, and then played professionally in China, Indonesia, Mexico, and Portugal. Hmm. Huh. He's like the second. Uh, so then in 2018, player. they hired <laughs> USC, hired them, hired him as an assistant just because probably they were getting his two sons. Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, I'm a, and I mean, I'd imagine like Isaiah Mobley might just get drafted into the NBA just by accident. Like they might just think he's their maybe brother. a little uh, Morris brothers, Lopez brothers kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I think that actually might be a good comparison. He's a little bit older, so good comparison. All right, uh, Oregon VCU. Uh, everybody and their mother is on Oregon. Go Ducks. Um, which makes me want to take VCU zigging while zagging, um, but. You know, Oregon's played well the last uh, – they lost Oregon State. I was going to chalk that up as like a rivalry game loss in the in the Pac-12 tournament until fucking Oregon State won the tournament. Uh, <laughs> but Oregon has been playing very well. Dana Altman, a very good coach in this setting. You know, Oregon's been a top seed a couple years. He's made it to the Elite Eight uh, and to the Final Four 2016-2017 respectively. In the last three appearances, um, or actually last, okay, here's here's a better stat. Dana Albin's been the head coach, Oregon, uh, since 2011. Been in the tournament six times, never lost first-round game. There you go. Go Ducks. So, if you want to do that. the yeah. Since early February, they've lost one game in the regular season. They lost to USC, um, and then they lost to Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament. They um, not a great non-conference schedule. Lost to Missouri and beat Seton Hall. Those are the two games to to write home about. But I want to take Oregon against a spread. I'm waiting for some more public money to come in on VCU as we get closer to this late Saturday night game. I don't know if you'll. Uh, I don't think you're getting it. You're not going to get it. Like oh the, yeah, you guys can see into the fucking future. It's <laughs> yes. just it's just evenly split can. right now. I just haven't heard anyone talk about VCU. Mm, we'll get there. Don't. don't I mean, pinnacle worry. move to five. Pinnacle move to five. So maybe you'll see a five or maybe a four and a half. But I mean, that's, can a, we that's even, all I want. That's but Oregon, exactly but Oregon, what I want. But Oregon's getting the money. So I mean, can we even bet on Oregon because their most used player per Ken Palm played three years at Rutgers and is a transfer? Eugene O'Brien, or can we not bet that guy because he no, we can played in New Jersey. No, we can. Okay. I'm just fucking mad at New Jersey state legislature. Um, Oregon, Iowa. Let's just figure this out. Now we have two, we only, we, we need two, um, two teams to round out the sweet 16 here in the West. We have UC Santa Barbara awaiting the winner of Gonzaga, Missouri. Any, any, any uh, thought for Missouri here? Or are we just penciling in Gonzaga? Zags. All right. Um, <laughs> we should just do this now then too. Zaga, UC Santa Barbara. Zags. Okay. All right. Uh, Oregon, Iowa. Winner of this plays USC. In this <sighs> I want to take Oregon. I think it's going to be a popular pick. I think this is the most popular uh, two-seed upset other than UConn-Bama. Yeah, I feel like it might give – we could probably go – I feel like we could go Iowa and it not be – and it, like, somehow be contrarian. All right, I lost. 
Damn. In in my mind, when I think of this, uh, when I think of the West, I think we're gonna get an Evan Mobley versus um, Luca Garza showdown in the Sweet Sixteen. All right, USC advances over Iowa. No, now we have USC Iowa. Oh, I I put USC over Kansas when you were talking about that's uh, what I mean. Kansas's COVID thing. So yeah, USC and Iowa. Winner plays Gonzaga. Yeah. We already have a one-two in the Midwest with Illinois-Houston. So our seven, just for some diversity here in the bracket, we have two Big Ten teams, two SEC teams, Illinois-Purdue, Bama, uh, Arkansas. Then we have a American team with Houston and an ACT, ACC team with FSU. Iowa would be our third Big Ten team, and USC would be our first Pac-12 team in the in the Elite Eight. Uh, I don't know. I'm fine getting weird and putting USC in there. Joe? Joe's not here. Peek behind the curtain. Joe went to go poop. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, like, you know... I don't think USC makes the Final Four. I think like if we pick USC, basically we're saying Gonzaga makes the Final Four. Unless you want to get really weird. I have, um, there's no. I'm going to pick Gonzaga for every matchup. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I mean, I was going to pick Gonzaga to make the Final Four. I don't. I don't see them losing. All right. So then, are you fine with USC, Joe? That's what we're deciding. Over Iowa. Yeah, we can do it. I can't imagine Iowa going to the Elite Eight. That just could be a personal problem. <laughs> all right. So we have our we our final four is set if we're all going Zaga. One six in the West, Zaga USC, Zaga in from the West region. FSU Bama four two seed FSU as a four seed in for the east. South, we went 4-3. Purdue, Arkansas went with the 3C, Arkansas. And Illinois, Houston, 1-2. Illinois in the Final Four. So we have Gonzaga, Florida State, and then Arkansas, Illinois. Um, We can start with Gonzaga, FSU. Oh, man. Tallest team in the tournament. That's Florida State. We all know that against the Zags. I just think that the Zags are too goddamn good. And I don't see them losing before the championship game. So the last time we had a team that that was this good uh, in the whole NCAA, it's 2015 Kentucky. They lost in the uh, final four to Wisconsin. Another team that was big, um, but a team that, you know, was, was a top, you know, there were two seed. They only had three losses at that, at that point, um, kind of two different styles. Um, and their offense was very fucking good. So um, I just think in a year where we've seen, you know, like the bucks go to the super bowl in their home stadium and win, it's a weird, weird things happening. And Gonzaga being undefeated team, making it all the way to the finals, and it being Gonzaga, who can never win the big one, you know, when's the big one happening? We live in California. Where's the big one? Although Gonzaga is in Washington. 
Yeah. Um, I just, I think this could be the year of, you're the weird. Yeah. yeah. You know? I'm in on Gonzaga into the finals. All right. I'll, I'll back it. I can't see FSU. I don't really even like FSU. I'm like, how do we put them in the final four? They're there. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, Arkansas, Illinois. Do we just sacrifice Arkansas to the, to the Zaga? Or are we going to get a good uh, one, one V one matchup here with arguably the two, probably the two best teams in the country. I think we could do one. What? I think we could do Illinois versus Gonzaga. You said it's so deflated. Look, I, I don't know how Arkansas made it this far in a bracket. I'll be honest. <laughs> I feel the same about Florida State. <laughs> it seems a little too far for the Hogs. Um, and I can't it, – if they do make it that far, I think it'll be – We're going to win a lot of money. <laughs> but I don't the see spread, The spread – both of these spreads would be like nine and a half. <laughs> no, they would probably be like seven. Six, six and a half, yeah. Um, but I don't see – Musselman and the Razorbacks uh, taking down Illinois. Listen, Musselman made it this far. Um, I think in a year with no fans on quote unquote, I mean they're usually they're always neutral site, but like no fans, uh, I'll, I'll take the better teams uh, to win out when we get down to the the nitty gritty here. So I, I'll go Illinois. Zaga Illinois championship. I'm with you on Illinois. I can't put Arkansas in the title game. No, no way. All right. Weird year. Does the Big Ten end their drought? Haven't won a championship since 2002. Or does the Gonzaga um, dynasty Mark Few in the making finally get over the hump? Two storylines here. Um, but I think these these two teams are going to be the two most popular picks, I think, in the finals. Um, yeah, we somehow were like contrarian, but chalk. <laughs> that's good. We're chalky. That's that's our aesthetic. Chalky contrarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think it's going to be that huge of a contrarian year. No. Um. I mean, if we're trying to, I think Gonzaga wins. I think they're going to go undefeated. If we're trying to win this bracket, I would lean Illinois. I think if we nail Zaga, FSU, Illinois, Arkansas, I think like it matters. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's contrarian enough to um, to win. Like, like I think like we would be fucking ourselves if we went Illinois just to be more weird. But then, like, if we looked back at it, like, and if we just picked Gonzaga, we probably would have been in the money. Yeah. Also, <laughs> number one, number one, know the rules. I don't even know the fucking rules of this pool. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I was going to say, I mean, if if somehow we got that far, we could tell that we were going to be in the money if Gonzaga wins. I'd rather have the – I think Gonzaga would probably be favored over Illinois, so I'd rather have them like a dog if we wanted to – you know, if we get that far. I don't think the spread would be a lot or the money line would be a lot, but I think it gives us at least a little bit of an opportunity. I can't wait until we both, all of us have to take out lines of credit for $50,000 to hedge this. <laughs> so are we taking Gonzaga? We'll just, we'll just yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Corey, producer Corey, you're in on this. Yeah. Um, yeah you owe so... me $25. <laughs> Hit the Venmo, Terry. So I think uh, we should bring him in here for the last pick. 
Um, you've, you've listened to us just go on and on and on. I mean, yeah, listens a loose term, but yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he's here. His body is here. So the championship is 320 points per correct pick. So it really is like the entire bracket. It matters. So this, yeah, it really does matter. Really wish we followed rule number one. Well, no, if it was the big one, we need Gonzaga. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I like Gonzaga. I think they do it this year. We were I, asking, I do think that producer they're... Producer Corey, what are your thoughts? Are you asking me to break this tie? Yes, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I don't think there's a tie. Gonzaga. I think we're all on Gonzaga. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, don't... Do you need me to confirm Gonzaga, your beliefs? Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. Yes, yeah, we're looking for an affirmation okay, of our yes. beliefs. All right, I'm here to affirm all your beliefs. Okay, we've, we've, and pick, we've picked Gonzaga. We need a tie-breaking score. Um, well, let's look at what Illinois Gonzaga puts up so many points. They're, they're like, I think the number two tempo team in the country, like in terms of what are number they four team, like 85 more. Uh, yeah. They're, they're pushing 90 Illinois. Um, they're also in the top, top tier. No, I think it goes up to, I think the over under would be like 160 at least. 157. All right. No idea. Sounds good. Why not? <laughs> All right. Glad you guys fucking contributed on that. No, I think, <laughs> I think 80, 80, like, you know, 80, 77, right? That's, that's what that would be. Yeah. I think that's a good, uh, we are right. entered. We are entered. So, I'll send 5,100 5, people. So, you know, I know that From we, we, what states we don't know. Could all be Jersey, could be a mix. Who the fuck knows? So I know that we took a long time here, but I know Wouldn't it that have to be your state in order to be fair. Cause if somebody else didn't, if somebody else was allowed to pick Rutgers and they go on a run, you're automatically that's, at a disadvantage because of where you're from. That's what yeah, we were discussing. True. So, um, yeah, but I don't think you finished the thought. Yeah. You just got here. mad and started screaming at the legislators. Yes. Um, I know we took a while here, but you know, it's Thursday. It's bracket time. You've probably, you have been working on your bracket, but now is the time to trust the process. Rule number three, trust your gut, get in the Zen mode, figure out the rules, which we did at the end of the bracket here. Um, and then uh, zig one other zag. We took Zaga, hoping others think too hard about that one and uh, go more zig. We're on the zag when the others are zigging. So we're going to uh, call it a podcast because we've been talking for a while, but this is, you know, Thursday, moment of Zen. Figure it out. Trust Wait. your gut. Let's give some. Let's give our best bets for round one. Okay. It's a gambling podcast for the families. All right. Uh, you want to start? Sure. You see Santa Barbara plus eight against Creighton. Trust the Gauchos, baby. If it's eight. Might be seven. I'm going to take the money line. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Liberty plus nine and a half against Oklahoma state. It is seven and a half. I'd still probably take it. Um, I really like uh, Winthrop plus six against uh, Villanova, just in terms of fading Villanova. And then um, you want to go one more round? Sure. What do you got? I got Texas minus nine against Abilene Christian. You know, there's a lot of people who are going to be, 
you know, trying to bet underdogs, but they are going to be going to be big winners. So I think you look at Texas, you look at a team, even like Arkansas against Colgate, like, you know, there there's, there's going to be ones, but I think that one of these teams under, under 10 is a good, good, good fire. And that's going to be Texas for me. Yeah. I'll like, I'll take a Drake money line. Uh, I don't want to sell the point since they moved, but I'll take Drake money line as my second bet. Uh, oh, and, and, and San Diego State minus three. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's so many bets. So many bets to put in. Yeah. Uh, Guys, just, let's just do the whole bracket again. <laughs> I'll take I'll take UConn uh, minus two. My guys, UConn. All right. That's it. I you know you got enough content to to really win your pools here. Um, we will be watching. You know, Friday, cool. Saturday. Sunday, Monday. Join the Discord. It's going to be popping for the next forty-eight hours. Well, yeah, you want yeah. to be in there. Yeah, um, you get Joe stats. answers all DMs in the Twitter account. <laughs> you get stats like about uh, you know the the type of ball the teams use and whether or not that that works for the over under. Really, really good nuggets in there. If you speak about something off topic, you'll probably be publicly shamed. But that's you know it is what it is. It just happens. We yeah. can't control only them only only one channel right now. All right, four. Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Thank you for listening. I'm Donald DeLeo for the Oddscast podcast. It's tourney time. It is March. Bracket Central. Good luck. See you next week. God bless. God be with you. I'm tourney, baby. So we back in the club with our bodies rocking from side to side, side, side to side.
see no evil. Get it, baby. Hope you catch that like T.O. That's how we roll. My life is a movie and you just T-Vote.